Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to The Dental Handoff. I am your hostess, Dr. Kelly Tanner, RDH of The Dental Handoff. And today I have the Lauren King, who is also a hygienist and a new friend of mine from the dental industry. Um, Lauren and I, I think we were Facebook friends. You know how everything COVID started. (laughs) Uh, we started out Facebook friends and kind of kept up with each other. Hey, how are you? And then we both joined Catapult Education and met up in person for a very intensive, fun-filled weekend yeah. in Arizona in February. Time has just flown. <laughs> that was February. That was so much fun. It, it really was. Such a big family to be a part of. That is amazing. Just amazing. It is. Yes. And you have been taken off too. You were, you were soaring before then. So that, and that's, you know, Lauren has such a great message and I wanted you all to hear from her, the, the, my, you know, the followers, the folks who listen to this podcast to hear Lauren's story and Lauren, tell us a little bit about you. You always start with the question, the why, you know, why hygiene? Why did you choose this? Why did it choose you? I was an assistant first, actually. Uh, I was an assistant for about five years and loved it, loved being with patients. But I really started to step into what I couldn't turn off, which was that leadership role and that management. Like I, I wanted to be the one that was responsible for my patients. Um, but also just more of the provider role, which you don't really get in assisting. Um, I think it's a phenomenal position, but I definitely was wanting more. And so I applied for dental hygiene school. I actually didn't get in the first time. Um, I went to um, San Diego's uh, Concord Career College. They're an accelerated program. So it's super, super competitive. And I applied again because you know what? Just all they're going to say is no. And that's, an, you know, we'll do that when it comes. And I got in the second time. So um, it's a great, great program. I'm still super close with those um, instructors that taught me so much about hygiene. But um, I would just say that I wouldn't necessarily say that hygiene chose me or that I chose hygiene. I think it's just been that, that bridge that I've needed in order to get to where I am now because I wouldn't be where I am now unless I went into dental hygiene. 
Um, I knew I wanted to help people and I knew that I wanted work-life balance. And so the medical field was kind of out for me. I also basically get attached to anything and everyone. So I would have 100% took my work home with me. And so I just, I was like, okay, so what else? And that's how I went into dentistry. And um, from there, I'd say back in 2019, Elijah and I connected on Facebook, just like you and I did. And he was like, who, what are you up to? Or, you know, what are, what are your goals in being Elijah? And um, I was like, I think I want to start teaching and speaking. And he was like, well, have you applied for Ministries Got Talent? And I was like, what is that? And uh, <laughs> uh, so I did that. And um, I was one of the, the 50 speakers that I chose. And I was so confused back then. I, <laughs> in my 10 minutes that I was on stage, I talked about AIDS in Africa. I talked about human trafficking. I talked about how we only know 5% of our universe and space. I quoted Matthew McConaughey. I quoted Tupac. I was all over the place. I also wanted to be so authentic that I didn't write a speech, which is probably why I was so scatterbrained. But um, I, I knew I was supposed to be up there as soon as I started talking. As terrifying as it was, it was just like I, I could make eye contact with people and they were actually listening to me and I felt comfortable up there, even though I was talking, you know, a couple of things I was talking about were kind of like, is she really going there right now type of thing? Like we're talking about AIDS and human trafficking immediately. It's like, okay. So, um, but I did that and then I started getting into more speaking and I did, I've done DGT three times. Um, and this year I'll be speaking at Lawbrenner's uh, side gig summit. So super excited about that in Nashville. But um, from there, it just, it kind of turned into one of those things that um, I couldn't turn off and I couldn't get enough of either. So I'm um, temping now in Denver, Colorado, which um, gives me the ability to manipulate my schedule and go speak at conferences, go to webinars, be on podcasts like this, you know, when I need to be. Um, and there's such a shortage right now post-COVID that it's, it's slammed, um, especially here in Denver, that offices, just, they need so much help. But um, speaking with Catapult Education now too, and you and I are, you know, their first hygienist on the Bureau, which is super, super exciting. And um, I have three courses with them. The first one and the one I would say I'm the most known for is my human trafficking awareness course. Uh, We're having our first webinar tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, I'm sure we'll post the link to that. The second course is my airway awareness course. Um, I just I see a huge need in the sleep industry where we're educating, but usually there's an angle behind the education. And I just want to educate and aware and say, these are all of the ways you can treat it. I'm not heavy or pro any of them singular, like in a single stance. But I feel like when we're talking about something as serious as breathing and not breathing, we need every single option that exists. Um, and if we're not, then we're turning away patients. There's patients that we're not helping that we could. So that course is just going to be a huge education and awareness course. Um, and honestly, to the general public, I've even, I'm definitely going to be inviting friends to that one, family, you know, anyone in any industry. Um, 
And then the third is my dental hygiene productivity course, where I essentially teach um, hygienists how to talk to patients, how to feel confident, how to be productive while also being efficient and not killing themselves in the process. So it's, it's as you know, you know, our industry, we, we work to the bone and, and sometimes we don't really get what we should in terms of like appreciation or um, we just, we don't feel that all the time. So I think it's super important for hygienists to learn how to talk to their patients and feel confident about what they're doing, even if it's a hard conversation. Um, it's super, super important for sure. So other than that, I'm just trying to get these courses to as many conferences and webinars as possible. So you went from student who didn't get into the first hygiene school the first time. Okay. And that was, I remember how tough that was. You remember how hard it was and how much you just really wanted to get into hygiene school. Terrible test taker, man, terrible test taker. I'm as anxious as a wet cat. I'm like, (laughs) I I don't get in. I haven't heard that one before. Anxious as a wet cat. I have to tell my dad about that one. My God. (laughs) So you went from that, which is cool because you overcame that and you stepped on the other side of what you were afraid of because the second time you applied you probably were like here we go what are we going to do now you know but you still leaned into it and then you went out and you worked in private practice you wanted to give back you wanted to connect with people and then you said and I want to be on stage I want to share (laughs) and um, (laughs) I want to share what it is that I know what I've seen and and share what it is I mean share what it is to grow the profession right and then in that process you're realizing too how much you've grown and how even reflecting on the first uh, dentistry's got talent gg dgt as you call it and that first one to where you are now, I'm sure if you were to look at your first video of yourself, that's the most cringy thing, by the way. None of you all have ever watched yourself. Oh my God. I want to put it in a metal box and put it in the concrete and seal it shut. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'll send it to you, but I can't watch it with you. You want you have to watch it on your own because I can't. It's it's painful. <laughs> um, but apparently it, it spoke to a lot of people. I don't know how, but it did. <laughs> Well, that's, that's what it's about, right? Is being able to connect with your audience. Mm-hmm. So now you are doing all, all the things that you love. You are also developing courses, helping people solve their everyday problems that are the things they're thinking, how can I do this better? Mm-hmm. And now you're speaking, you're temping that kind of gives you that freedom, that flexibility to be able to do it all. Yes. It's honestly, I, I think it's super important when you're starting out, you know, your entrepreneur journey, which I'm still deep in it. Um, You know, it takes a a long time to get people to know who you are and to to trust you and um, to, you know, even see if, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, And so it's been a few years, but now, you know, things are really taking off, but it's still, you know, like in terms of anything financial, you still need something that isn't going to go away type of thing. Um, and that's another reason why I went into hygiene. It's the perfect fail-safe career. It's not going anywhere. If you need it, it's there. I'm licensed in eight states now. Um, and so I can go to any of them at any time and start making money. Um, but it, it allows me, like you said, to be able to also not turn my back to what I know that I'm here for, which is to educate human beings on this planet about things that 
they don't know what they don't know, but they really need to know because it's life-saving. And that's what I'm here to do. And even if it's uncomfortable and even if it's like, you know, it's, you know, looked at a certain way, I'm like, okay, but have you looked at it from this way? Mm-hmm. And I know that you can do it and you're stronger than you think you are. And I'm going to be here the entire way if you think you're not. Um, so it, it does. It, it gives me the ability to do that. It's not the easiest thing on the planet. Um, I never know what I'm walking into. And any hygienists that are, are watching and listening to this that are timping and you're getting really discouraged and you are going home crying at the end of the day or you're like, I'm going to flip a table. Um, I know. And so does everybody else that's doing it. It is hard. Um, we could be walking into a ticking time bomb. And if it's not that, then we're having to adapt immediately first patient to whatever and however the office operates. Um, You could walk in one day and a doctor wants you to spend an entire hour with your patient. And then the next day you can walk in and you're only getting 30 minutes for everything. And so it's, it's easy to get discouraged when, you know, a doctor, you know, someone on the staff comes to you and says that they're not happy with how you did something. I I'm here, you know, just remind yourself, like you're, you're doing your best. You're trying to adapt the best you can to this office that you've never met. Um, these patients that you've never seen and just, just keep showing up for those patients. And just, if it works for you, then that's great. Um, but some people prefer, you know, a full-time private practice office. Those are amazing as well. We need hygienists that can see the, their patients every six months because a lot of the people really want the same hygienist. Um, but I'm thankful that both exist for sure for young entrepreneurs or anyone trying to start out but still keep food on their table. Um, I think it's fantastic for sure. Yeah. So it sounds like too in this, you're here and you're encouraging others and you're providing some leadership for those people in the dental handoff is about, you know, passing on the skills, the knowledge, the things that you know, and that you have learned for yourself as it relates to temping or basically anything else that you've learned. Mm -hmm. Are there, are there things that you would say to our listeners about, you know, how could, how could they communicate better? What should they expect? Or how could they um, look on the other side of things to overcome their fear or anything that you would offer? I think the, the biggest word that you said there that everyone experiences, no matter who you are, what you do, anything like that, fear is something that's never going to go away. But I think what's important is learning how to overcome it and listen to, you know, your energy. I'm not going to say listen to the voice in your head because I think the voice in your head is is a terrible thing, um, and it ruins most things. It's usually the one that the one thing that like creates that fear. And so I would say like if you're starting out on your entrepreneur journey, and especially if you're trying to temp along the way, just remember that you went into it for a reason, and that fear is not going to go away, no matter how much you practice, no matter. Um, how many times you get on a stage, I still get nervous, but it's learning to turn that nervousness and that fear into excitement and to, you know, say to yourself, there's patients today that need my help. It's not about me. It's not about the office. There's patients that need my help. I need to go. When you're, you're trying to get on stage for the first time or for the 50th time, and you're just like freaking out, just remind yourself, there's someone in that audience that needs my help. They need to hear what I have to say today. I need to take everything and 
bring logic back into my brain and I'm not being chased by a bear. So let me calm down and gather everything so that I can help someone today. And I think as long as you're keeping things like that in mind and you're consciously going through your life, not subconsciously, or, you know, just, you know, getting in the car, making the drive, you have no idea how you got there. I would say it's, it's time to, to stop and figure out what's causing that. Um, and I think as long as you stick true and keep doing what you believe in, then you'll get to exactly where you need to go. But just remember that no matter who is in the story along the way, you're the only one that's going to be there until the very end. That is never going to change. So that means you're the most important one. So keep that in mind and keep showing up. And I think you'll be exactly where you need to be. 100%. That's a great sage words of advice. Well said, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. On the other side of fear is everything you want. Everything. Everything. And, and, uh, you know, talking about stage fright, I was, we were talking about this, I was talking about this earlier with another uh, team meeting and the, the stage fright or that fear that getting chased down and run, you know, running from the bear syndrome, that's our fight or flight, but that's made for us. That's made to protect us. And when you identify and say, Hey, I see you, I see that this isn't really what's happening. Use that energy to create that, that mm-hmm. excitement. Like you say, when you step on stage, all that's for you, because that's healthy. You should feel like that. Because as soon as it goes away, that means you don't really care. Yes, that means you're you're probably not where you're supposed to be right now. Um, you know, everything has a, a shelf of time, and I, I learned that from Catherine Itell Bell. She's one of my speaking coaches. Um, my other one is Frank King, and she taught me. You know, she she I asked her. I said, the last time I got on stage before I'd ever had a coach, I did not know if I was going to make it through my second DGT speech because I couldn't talk. I had such cotton and dry mouth. I, I was like, I can't get another word out. I don't even know. I'm just going to walk off stage. Like what's going to happen? Um, because it was that bad. And I was like, I just want to know how can I make sure that never happens again? Because I was terrifying. There's nothing I could do. Um, and she said that she likes to be preventative and to treat what's causing that or what gets you to that point. And usually it's your mentality. When it comes to stuff like that, um, you're you're not using the part of your brain where reason and logic is. It's just your body knows that your heart rate is is starting to race and that you're uncomfortable and you're nervous. It doesn't know the difference between you being chased by a bear and you standing in front of someone that you really respect and just are nervous to talk to. It doesn't know the difference. It just needs it just knows that it needs to keep you safe and that's its job. So I don't know about anyone else, but I have to actually say it out loud. I am not being chased by a bear. Thank you for keeping me safe. But there's someone that needs to hear what I have to say today. And I know that it could potentially save someone in in any way that it could be, depending on what I'm talking about. But I need you to go back to the, the front part of my brain where reason and logic is so I can get on the stage right now. And immediately my heart rate goes down. So Sometimes maybe, you know, if you're nervous about talking to yourself in public, just go in the bathroom or something. (laughs) Um, But sometimes you do actually have to say it out loud uh, because your, your subconscious is listening to everything and it's watching everything and it is telling your body how to respond along the way. So if you don't consciously tell it to slow down or no, this isn't what's going on, you know, like calm down, 
then it'll it'll do it every time. Yeah, sure. it will. It, it ha- you have to interrupt the pattern or else it's going to repeat because it looks to the past to repeat a future pattern. Yes. So you have to you have to break it. Yes. It's, our bodies are amazing. And then two, we were talking earlier about um we were talking about too using that protective measure for ourselves yeah. as well. And when we need to stand up, when we sense that. And it's like you're trying to explain the bear away chasing you, but truly there needs to be a healthy boundary set in place. As an employer, as an individual, as a person uh, caring and being kind to themselves, like you need to embrace that and lean into that as well. Yes, 100%. It'll otherwise, you just, it's so easy to go into autopilot every single day. It's so easy and it's safe. It doesn't, you know, ruffle any feathers anywhere. It's so easy to go into autopilot. But where is that actually getting you? Is that getting you somewhere safe or is that getting you somewhere that could lead to a disaster? You don't know because you're not consciously going through your life making those decisions. The voice in your head is that you listen to. You have to turn it off. You have to get rid of it altogether. Yeah, you have to figure out who the voice is. Yeah. Is it mom, dad? Is it you? Is it, you know, who are you listening to? Um, Anissa Holmes, who is another one of uh, our catapult speakers, um, she taught me last summer. Um, she went to, um, a retreat and, um, did some healing therapy and things like that. And what, one of the things she learned and what she had to figure out and what they coached her through was at what point in your life did you split with your soul? Let's find out where that was. That's usually where that voice in your head is created. Find out what it is and let's get rid of it and thank it for what it did when it needed to, but it is no longer needed in our present life. And I think it's just crazy. It's it's amazing what our bodies are capable of. Yeah, it's, that's powerful. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's powerful because it, it it's those triggers that show up for us that we don't even realize they're they're there, and it it, it gives us a response. You know, getting on stage, being in front of a boss you disagree with, mm-hmm. uh, or want to better, or you want to talk to someone about something that you're seeing that's that could improve the team, that could improve a lot of things, and you're like. Uh, <laughs> And, and you need you gotta stand up for yourself and not stand up, but like share and communicate, communicate because yeah. we're all given a voice for a reason. We all must use our voices because we're in that position to be, to be heard respectfully. Yes. I, that's one of the, one of my favorite people on the planet once said to me, you're, you're meant to be here for a reason. I want you to take up as much space as possible because that's why you're here. Oh, I love that. You're here. Take up space. That's, uh, that's profound. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard that one before. Um, Well, and I know too, you speak on some meaningful things, a a lot of, a couple of meaningful topics that you mentioned to us. I wanted to kind of like drop that tomorrow night, you are speaking about human trafficking and you want to tell people where to find that and then tell them where they can find you, Lauren. So for the, the human trafficking awareness course, it's, uh, it's our webinar tomorrow night. It is AGD and PACE approved. Uh, it is for an hour CE and it will be at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So you can register for that on either my Facebook, which is just going to be under L-O-R-E-N King, Lauren King, or you can go to catapulteducation.com. And it's one of the first courses that pops up because it's in almost... 24 hours from now. So um, you can register for that one there. 
And then um, the other two courses where we're kicking them off and getting those um, up and running. And then there's a couple of conferences this year that I will definitely be speaking at. So you'll see me there. Um, If there's any offices that need someone to come in and educate on human trafficking awareness in the dental office or airway awareness and education, I go to offices and teach that as well in a more intimate setting, which some people prefer. Um, And then if you just want to reach out to me personally, a lot of people go through Instagram. My handle is Lauren the Activist, and my name is spelled with the masculine spelling. It's L-O-R-E-N, not L-A-U-R-E-N. My parents did not know that it was the masculine spelling. (laughs) So... Um, but you can find me on there. Uh, my my page isn't private, so feel free to reach out to me, DM me. Uh, my phone number is on there as well. I'm here for whatever anybody needs, even if it's just to tell me your story. Um, tell me how can, you know, or ask me how can you get started? How can you get out there and be vulnerable and make the impact that you're here to make and take up the space that you're here to take. So which conferences are are you speaking at this upcoming year? So right now um, I'll be at the dental festival in July. So that will be uh, Lauren Brenner's Psychic Summit. That's the next one right now. Cool. Yay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Big things for you. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. Um, You're doing so well. (laughs) Oh, it's, you know, it's Lauren, we all need each other and we are the only humans that get to experience this given time and this date, time and date stamp together. Right. And we all have the context of which we live in. I was just telling my son last night that we, I was like, there's not many people can say he's never been vaccinated. My youngest and never got COVID. I said, they're going to probably be asking for your, you know, for your blood to to study something. He goes, will I be a Nobel Peace Prize winner? And I'm like, that's possible. I don't know if it's going to be the same thing. There's usually one person. They're probably going to have to do multiple studies. But but we've all been through this together. And we all have built this understanding of where we are. And we need each other's understanding to grow and to learn, to remain open, and to know that that's our space to live in. And that we have each other to lean on and lean into. Absolutely. It's the people that you... You try so hard, Nick. I'm going to do this all by myself. You know, I I can take care of myself. Um, I'm notorious for that. I I usually don't tell someone something's wrong or something's going on until I've already fixed it because I want to prove to myself that I can do it. But the people in our life are there to help us and to help us get further. And you don't have to do everything by yourself. And sometimes, you're standing too close to the tree to see the forest. And so you need someone that cares about you to pull you back and say, look what you're missing. So I think it's, it's critical. We, we need our humans in our life for sure. Yeah. And pick, choose your humans wisely. Yes, please. <laughs> please. Because not every human is genuinely there like you think that they are. So be aware. And, um, just, just be aware. Yep. And, you know, like Lauren said, reach out to her. We're always a resource here for you. Lauren, I loved that you shared your story and I loved our time today. You're doing amazing things. You're still practicing, you're contributing to the profession in so many ways and, and, and better, you know, you're using your voice and ways that 
it's funny looking back. Do you ever think that you would have thought that you would have done this early on in your career? <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? You're crazy. No, <laughs> you're crazy. Um, that, that's funny. Um, but it was always there. I, it would come out in different ways. Mm-hmm. It was like little tidbits of, okay, I really enjoy like helping people and talking to people and, you know, talking about things that are sometimes controversial and uncomfortable, but they, that doesn't mean that they don't exist. Um, That's right. I, I think that you can very easily bring a lot of light to a very dark room. Mm-hmm. If you don't ever walk into the room, it never will. It's going to stay dark. Yeah. So if you have a light and you have a passion for something, walk into that room and light it up. Love that. Yeah. Light it up. Light it up. Light, light it up. up. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being uh, here. Our time has flown today as I knew that it would. Yeah, I know. I can't I wait know. to see you again in person and hug your neck. I will see you again, I'm sure. Yes, you will. For our listeners and our followers, if you would please do me a favor, if you would please give us a five-star review on Apple. Apple's the one that kind of like does all the AI that's meaningful yeah. or something. Give us five stars, rate us, follow us. We hope you're appreciating our message and let us know how we can connect and improve your lives. Lauren, thank you so much again. Everybody have a wonderful day, evening, and go rock it and crush it. Yes. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.